Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Venice. Hi, I'm Onyx. Together we are Venix and this is Polyality. Thank you for tuning in to Polyality's very first podcast. Hi, how hey. you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to be going ahead and getting this thing started. It's been a long time coming and it's finally here. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> so what is polyality? Mm, you ask good questions. You do. Only the best. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Well, if you must know, ma'am, polyality is basically living a polyamorous lifestyle in a culture where monogamy is the majority. Our goal here at Polyality is to normalize the practice of ethical non-monogamy and open up healthy conversation about it because, I mean, nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to just kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not here. But we're here and we're great! So let's talk about it. (laughs) Did you have sugar? Maybe. Don't judge me if I did, though. Would you judge me? Only a little bit. Oh, I love you for that. Aw, she loves me. (laughs) So now that we know what polyality is, Mm -hmm. who are you? Who am I? I am Venice. (laughs) But I'm sure you already know that. But no, that's a that's a really good question. Who am I? Well, like you said, like I said, I am Venice. I am 22 years old. Hi, I lied. Just had a birthday. I'm 23 years old. Just four months ago. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, May 6th, Taurus. <laughs> but no, like I said, I'm 23. Um, I of course live with you, my lovely, lovely spouse, and my. Adoring cousin. <laughs> She's buttering up. Okay, don't don't do that. Don't don't air me out out here on these streets. <laughs> because that's the life for a living. <laughs> All right. Okay. Stop. You gotta stop making me laugh. I'll never get through this. Um. No. I'm Venice. I'm 22. My birthday is in May. I am a Taurus. Um. I've been polyamorous. I, you know what? I don't really like that question because it's not a question of how long you've been. I guess it's more so when did you actually discover it and like when did you actually accept yourself for who you are? And I would like to say I actually accept myself and put a term to it when I was in what 12th grade no uh 11th grade actually the summer of 11th grade I figured out that I actually can love multiple people um at first I I didn't know how to really deal with it because I felt like I was in the wrong for wanting to be with multiple people at the same time and so I really had to hide that part of myself and I really didn't like it I didn't like how like me felt I felt like I was lying to myself and hiding behind this wall of bullshittery (laughs) that nobody wants to do so once I got into 12th grade I actually put a name to it 
And then that's when I discovered that polyamory was an actual thing. It's an actual accepted lifestyle. I mean, it's not fully accepted, but it's getting more exposure. And that's what I love about it. A lot of people are really starting to understand that you are able to love multiple people at the same time. And it's not a bad thing. It's not bad that you love your wife. It's not bad that you love your wife and then have a boyfriend on the side. Like that, that, that's, that's fine. Like as long as you guys are open and honest about it and have that communication, it's fine to love multiple people. And that's really what I'm excited about with this podcast. I want everyone to know that it's all right. You don't have to hide yourself. But enough of that bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just put a whole spill out there. But enough about me. Who are you, Onyx? Tell us a little bit. Well, like you said. I'm on it. Hi, girl. How hey, you doing? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> um, I am very much a Virgo. Oh, my. 110%. If you look up the definition of a Virgo, there's my picture. Um, <laughs> I'm pansexual. No. That part. Woo! Pansexuals. Ah, oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Continue. She's such a weirdo. I am, and I accept it. How long have I been poly? Well, I'd like to say that I've always been polyamorous. I've only recently put a term on it, maybe two or three years ago. Um, I've always lived in a poly manner, meaning I've always acknowledged and accepted that I have loved or liked multiple people at a time. I have tried dating multiple people at a time, but Back then, I didn't actually know what it was. I didn't really know that there was a term for it. I just figured everybody involved was down for it. I didn't need a term. (laughs) Right? That part. That's what we all want. (laughs) Like, hey, hey, I like you. Hey, I like you too. Let's put it together and let's figure this out. Exactly. We didn't have to think too hard about it. It just worked. Nobody questioned it. (sighs) Who needed a term? If only life was so simple, though. You know it's never that simple. Oh, you know my life got easier when I met you. Girl, because I make your world better. Don't get crazy. I mean, you're right. Let me sit in my corner and squeeze me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've actually been together for six years. Six years. It'll be seven next year, March 29th. Woo, woo. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. So... Interesting fact, we have been together that long. Um, we've gone through our ups and downs. It's been a rough ride. Um, we practice, well, I won't even say practice. Like we said, we've been polyamorous pretty much all our lives. And we've tried to get into these relationships. And at first it was so hard because we didn't have a real foundation or understanding of how to do it because I mean at the end of the day there's no guidelines to theirs there's no manual out there saying that hey this is polyamorous this is how it's done get her done like there's nothing out there for that (laughs) so we're pretty much doing this by the skin of our teeth we're just pretty much going with it and trying to figure it out as we go and starting off it was really really hard it was heartbreaking at times 
it really tested our faith in each other and in ourselves. It tested a lot of relationships and, you know, things just, it, it didn't always turn out. It was, it was a shitty time. It was bad. <laughs> but I mean, it, it does get easier. Every situation is a learning curve. And I feel like that we've come pretty far from our past. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love everyone that we were ever with. I don't care how the relationship ended. My love for them will never change. And that that's one thing about me that I think is a golden thing. Like I don't I don't care how things ended. I don't care how things went. I still love them and at the end of the day they were a part of me, still a part of me and will always be a part of me. So I, I mean I have no hard feelings about it. They're just learning curves. Definitely. It was super hard maybe the first three years of our relationship. Not necessarily for us and out like building the relationship together, but for us in terms of us like trying to add other people into what we already had. Oh wait, pause. Backstory. We actually met over the internet. Let's start there. <laughs> we were pen pals on like this little writing site, I guess you could call. And what ended up happening is that she messaged me one day, bored, and I just so happened to see it. And I was like, oh my, let me, let me answer you, I guess. <laughs> and so I answered her and we hit it off. Like she really brought me in and I just immediately fell in love with her. But the thing is, is that I, at the time, was living in Georgia. Georgia, excuse me. And she, at the time, was living at Maryland. So we were battling long distance and polyamory at the same time. So it was a double whammy for us. It was tragic, guys. <laughs> Worth it, but tragic. We were also in high school, so of course we had our parents talking about how we couldn't possibly love someone we met on the internet thousands of miles, thousands, hundreds, a very... Numbers. <laughs> it, Numbers far, away. Okay, <laughs> in another state. And so, of course, it was kind of hard to believe what we had and then when we started to add other people into it and we didn't even know what the term was so we're polyamorous we don't know that that's the term we're bringing in other individuals who are monogamous and we're trying to see if we can mesh them into our life and actually make it happen and i mean sometimes it worked at first and then not so much and then it worked again, and then it kind of didn't again. And so it was really hard to figure out what was correct. You know, what were we doing properly? What were we doing incorrectly? Was it us? Is it them? Are we trying to force them into something that they're not, you know, interested in? Are we trying to apply our rules on them? Did we need to have separate rules? Like, we had no idea what was going on. We definitely did not have a community. Who did we talk to? We were... Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that was depressing. We were recluse. I didn't talk to a lot of people. But, I, okay, I wouldn't say I'm shy. I'm not shy. You're not shy. I'm nowhere near shy. I'm shy. But I also just don't keep a big circle. I, I just don't. So I, 
it's hard trying to live this type of lifestyle and not have some kind of backup community guidance there you're literally just going off a whim and doing what feels right and while while it might feel right it didn't always turn out right and that was really the biggest thing trying to do this trying to make this thing that we call polyamory work and of course you know we had friends right we did have some friends but they were monogamous Right. And so when you try to tell your monogamous friends about what's happening in your polyamorous relationship, they're kind of like, mm, but you do already have a girlfriend, you know, so who really cares what happens with your boyfriend or your second girlfriend or whatever? They're like, why? Yes. Let why? me let me just put that, please, for the, just guys, all you monogamous people out there. I love your faces. I do. But my gosh, we are polyamorous. Everybody is in a relationship. Please do not call my others side pieces. <laughs> that is not what they are. Everybody is equal. Well, unless you have some kind of hierarchy, but we'll get into that another time. But with the gist of it, everybody is in some kind of way involved with each other. We're not cheating. We're not going behind each other's backs. We're we're just living this life. Is we're just trying to do it the best we can. But we're not greedy. It. It's not a sex thing. You know, there's an actual romantic connection that we're developing. Same way you do in your standard couples, where you only have two people. I'm just adding a third person, another romantic connection. Nobody is being left behind. Nobody is being ignored. If we do ever have conflict, we sit down and talk about it, just like anybody should in a monogamous relationship. The only difference is that I love multiple people at one time. Yeah, you know what? Actually, when I hear the word polyamory, I mean, before I didn't know, but now, now that I do know, when I hear polyamory, I automatically think about communication. If I took nothing else from this life, Communication is the biggest, biggest, biggest key to making this thing work. Um, <clears throat> I feel like once the communication's gone, it, it all falls apart. We have to be open and honest because there's so many people involved. There's so many personalities, so many needs, so many wants. It's so easy to hurt someone and of course that's not what you want to do that is never your goal you never want to hurt the people that's involved and so you have to keep up that level of communication and honesty because you know contrary to popular belief you can cheat in a polyamorous lifestyle like it's it's not just all bubbles and sunshine <laughs> it does take hard work and that's something, that's a very important distinction. Me being polyamorous does not mean that I'm a cheater. But if I decide, if I make the decision to specifically not inform my partner about someone else I'm talking to, or if I deliberately go behind their back and do something we've previously discussed is not okay, at that point I am breaking our trust, I'm breaking our communication, and that's cheating, whether I'm polyamorous or not. Right. And I think that's a really common misconception is that some people think that you can't cheat in a polyamorous lifestyle. Look, you can cheat on anybody. It happens. Like, it can happen. 
the second you have to sneak text messages and delete phone calls, that's when you're cheating. You should never have to hide what you're doing. As long as you're honest with the with everyone involved, your spouse, your girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever you want to call them, as long as everybody is in the know, you're fine. Even if it hurts them, be honest. You have to be honest. And if I push nothing else during this whole podcast, if you take nothing else from the word polyality or polyamory, I always just want you guys to know that honesty is always the key. Honesty and communication will get you so far, no matter how you chop it up. Look at the situation. Definitely. I 100% agree with that. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, that awkward moment where you just stare at each other from across the room. Hi. Guys, she has the most gorgeous eyes. All right, that's enough of you. You can put yourself away now. See, you see what she does to me? But, like, no. Anyways, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, polyamory is not the answer if all you want to do is cheat. So, if you're in a relationship with someone, right, and you want to have another partner, but they're 100% uncomfortable, they're not okay with you opening the relationship, and you do so anyways, you're cheating. You don't get to call that polyamory. Right. If everyone involved is not on the same page, it it falls apart. It's non-existent. It, It doesn't count. Like, stop. Full no. Do not collect 200. Do not pass go. You stop. <laughs> and while it's fine, so say Venice and I, you know, were looking to open our current situation, but she didn't want to add anyone on. I did. That's fine. We've communicated it. She's okay with it. So it's okay for me to proceed and open up my end of the dynamic. She does not also have to open her end of the dynamic for it to still be okay. What's not okay is if she keeps her end of the dynamic closed. She's told me she doesn't want me to open my end of the dynamic. I do it anyway. I start dating someone. I didn't talk to her about it. We have not communicated. Again, I am sneaking. I'm not being honest. I'm not being polyamorous. That's cheating. Yes. And you know how I feel about cheating. Don't you cheat on me, girl. I love you, hypo. I can't. I can't with her. I don't I don't know what's happening. It's the candy. Look, I had a lot of M&Ms before we sat down. And I'm sort of kind of regretting What did I tell it. you about that chocolate? Look, look, look. I'm a grown woman. You do not tell me how to live my lifestyle. <laughs> no, but no, in all serious, guys, like, for real, for real. <laughs> um... I just need you guys to know that how can I say this and not like sound like butthole because I don't want to be a butthole right right that's what I want to avoid right definitely I was gonna say don't just stare at me (laughs) like help me help me While she figures out what she wants to say. Yeah, that part. (laughs) (laughs) What I want to say is just to further emphasize the difference between cheating and polyamory. She could pick up my phone right now. 
She could look at who I've talked to. It Honey, is not going to be I a surprise. I know your passcode. I know your phone number. I know your social. No, I don't know your social, but you know mine. But that's why I can't break up with you. She doesn't want to, okay? <laughs> she loves me. No, no, no. She's going to make look. me out to be crazy. No, pause that. Pause that. Pause that. If your spouse knows your social security number, guys, I need you to understand. You can't just go out there and buy another social security number. <laughs> like, it's done. You're in this for life. I don't care how you feel about it. <laughs> First of all, she gave it to me. I needed it. I was filling out paperwork. Okay. Second of all. Straight face. We are in such a good place. We talk so well that even knowing that I know that information, if she really did not want to be a part of this relationship, she could leave. She can leave. She will walk. I will east side stump my ass out of here. No, I wouldn't. I ain't going nowhere. Girl, you know, you got me for life. <laughs> I love you. Nah, you got too cute then. Mm-mm. But That's I'm just, always cute. I mean, but you got too cute. Like too cute <laughs> oh don't give me the sad face but like i was saying she could pick up my phone right now she wouldn't be surprised but because we talk about everything because she trusts me she doesn't need to pick up my phone she knows she's not going to get in see anything that we've discussed about <clears throat> that should not be in there she knows what's happening she knows who i'm talking to um we've set our rules about that we have our expectations And so there's not going to be any surprises. The difference, if you're cheating, you're hiding your phone. You're hiding those messages. You don't want your significant other to be aware of whatever's in your phone. You change your passcode sometimes. I don't need to. She has her fingerprint in there. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, you should probably put your fingerprint back. (laughs) My phone broke itself. (laughs) So about that. (laughs) Like it broke itself. It's already in there. Oh, hey, look at you. Forward thinking, huh? Forward thinking. All right. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, to kind of piggyback on that. Now, like I was saying before, it took us a while to get to this point. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's one thing for everyone out there who's trying to figure out how to do this polyamory thing that it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. It could take years for you to actually find a good place. But the biggest thing is consistency. You can't run away. And that is probably the one thing that I suffered from in the beginning is that I, I don't like confrontation. I can't stand it. I don't care for it. I'd rather just go to sleep for the rest of my life, honestly rather than to just confront people like that's just not me but when trying to do this this lifestyle I figured out that you can't do that because like if you don't let your voice be heard if you don't let your needs and your wants be understood then you will always feel like you're being cheated on or you will always feel like you're being hurt and that's not fair to everyone else included because they don't know if you don't speak up so don't run from this we know you want to live this lifestyle you know you want to live this lifestyle don't run from it 
work on it you have to be able to try to communicate what you're feeling to everyone involved so that everyone is on the same page well okay let me say this <laughs> about being on the same page when i say that i just want to clarify you do not all have to agree with each other there's going to be times where you're looking at each other sideways trying to figure out what magical words they thought they were speaking. Like, that's going to happen. You're going to disagree. But I need you all to understand that you have to come to a place of where you can agree to disagree or just a straight-up compromise. You have to be willing to compromise in this type of lifestyle because everything is just so constantly changing it's constantly going forth and you have to move with it instead of staying stagnant because who is that helping you're only going to hurt each other in the situation and that's not what you want because i mean it it's really hard being polyamorous because it can take that one situation that one time that one person to really burn and scorn you and then you just give up on it all together and try to live a monogamous lifestyle that you know good and damn well you don't want and then you're back to square run putting yourself in this box of bullshit that you know you don't want to be a part of exactly monogamy is not for everyone but on the same end polyamory is not for everyone the basis of this whole thing is that you have to talk about it if your partner wants one thing and you want the opposite the only way for you guys to work it out is to talk about it so that is probably the biggest rule the biggest I ran out of synonyms, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we know what you meant, girl. I, we hear, Beth Freya, we hear. <laughs> Thank you, Patty Lucky. Um, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's not for everyone. And that's okay. Just talk about it. Don't let it fester. Don't do it because you think your partner wants it. What do you want? That matters too. You guys have to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it festers. You build resentment. You're not communicating. Then you invite someone else into this toxic relationship that you guys have right now. And that's not fair on them. You're inviting maybe three, four, five other people into this relationship and you guys don't know what it is you need in order to make this work. Right. And, and you know what? Let me touch on that a little bit more. Before you start bringing other people in, like we, we've already established your polyamorous. Okay, cool. Fine. We already know that it's going to be hard. You don't really know what you're doing. Fine. But if nothing else, I need you to have a strong foundation between the main couple before you go and bring in other people. And when I say that, I'll use me and um, Onyx as an example. Me and her are the main couple. It's us. Like at the end of the day, it's always going to be us, no matter what else is going on around us. <clears throat> and because we have such a strong foundation, which 
let me clarify what that means. We trust each other. We communicate. We understand each other's needs. I know what she doesn't like. She knows what I don't like. We already have set rules and expectations with each other. We already know what lines don't need to be crossed ever. Like we understand that. And that's our foundation. We already have that. So whatever we have going on will never bleed into any of the other relationships that we have uh, with other people. And so that's what I mean by a strong foundation. The main two, the main couple have to have their shit together before they go out here and invite other people into their shit. Because what you don't want to do is is bring somebody else into an already toxic situation and then what ends up after that everything just falls apart you and the person you started off with mad at each other the other person feels like they just got shitted on because they're suffering for whatever you already had going on and then everybody feels used and abused and mad and then you just say fuck it all and again you try to live this monogamous lifestyle that you don't want to live and you know what the foundation didn't just come to us overnight. Okay. You guys, we did have to work at it. We didn't just wake up one day and said, damn it. This is it. This, this is what we got to (laughs) do. This is everything. No, we had to, you know, we had trial and error. So unfortunately, of course there were some relationships that we were in. We got hurt, but we learned from that and we're like, okay, that's a boundary for us might not necessarily be a boundary for our third or fourth person but between us that needs to be a boundary so before we can introduce someone else into this relationship we need to have that understanding together in every relationship we've learned something from it so yes i can definitely say i still very much love everybody we've been with before it's just at that time we didn't have the education that we needed for that relationship to last longer. Who knows? Maybe polyamory wasn't for them. I can't say for sure. I just know that we have learned from it. We have grown from it. And I still love you. Yeah, that part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Guys, I mean, if you take nothing else from this, just be true to who you are. And And one thing you also have to remember, you can't push your goals on somebody else. If they're monogamous, they're monogamous. You can't change that about them. I mean, trust me, I've been in a situation where someone was monogamous and I really, really wanted to be a part of them, but they just didn't understand the life I was living. And while I love them, don't get me wrong, while I love them, I also knew that down the line that was going to become toxic because they were going to start to, I, I don't know, probably get jealous or even end up possibly hating me because I felt something for all these other people on top of what I was feeling for them. And for some people, that's just that's just something emotionally they can't handle. And I respect that. I respect somebody who can genuinely say this just isn't for me. Like, I respect that honesty. Be honest. Like, don't let me push. I'm really pushy. (laughs) I have a really dominant personality and that is not lost on me. So I know I can be pushy, but. As long as you are honest and open, and this is for anybody with the dominant um, kind of, uh, what what do you call it? What's the word? Demeanor. (laughs) 
As for anybody with a dominant demeanor, I, I get how we are sometimes. And, like, we can be very pushy. We can be very controlling. But in this life, in this lifestyle anyway, we can't do that. We can't push our goals and ambitions on other people, especially if they're just uncomfortable with it. As much as we would love to bring them in, it's just something we can't do. And we have to hold that level of respect for it. Or, again, it just, it just, it falls apart. It, it turns into a shit show and everybody gets hurt in the end. And nobody wants that. And that's just not only with dominant personalities. On the other end, I'm a fairly submissive person to me to you yes um so in the same respect i have to remember that even if it's something that she wants i have to for a relationship to stay healthy i have to speak up do i also want it is this something that bothers me um a lot of the times it's the idea because i don't know how it's actually gonna work i'm a very big thinker i like to think everything through if i can have A through Z, before we even discuss A, I'd prefer to. Um, But I have to remember to tell her. I have to talk to her. Sometimes with her being dominant, it's easier because she'll bring up the conversation and I'll be able to continue the conversation. I can't always bring it up myself and that's something that I'm working on. Um, So on the submissive side of things, Don't be afraid to talk to your partner. You don't have to feel guilty for not wanting what they want. You don't have to feel like you have to say yes to everything. It's okay to say no. That's a part of any healthy relationship, polyamorous or monogamous. You need to be able to talk to your partner. If you can't talk to your partner, how are you guys even in a relationship? Right? Like, I've never understood relationships that can just sit there and let things like I never understood that I mean but that's also because I I guess that also stems from me being dominant that I just can't let things sit and fester and that's another thing about this lifestyle you can't just let things sit and fester like if it bothers you like if it really gets under your skin the situation needs to be handled right then and there I mean I understand some people have their thought process. I do not knock that. I totally understand. One of my lovers do it. I understand. (laughs) Like, I understand if you have to back away for maybe an hour, maybe two hours, sit down, gather your thoughts, fine. But do not let days go by before you guys actually sit down and have the conversation that needs to be had. Because then at that time, somebody who's a thinker like Onyx could easily have trick themselves into believing oh this just isn't gonna work this is gonna fall apart you know they did this they won't say anything about it like it it just turns into a really bad thing and then people start you start questioning yourself you start questioning shit you shouldn't question it's it just turns bad really fast so don't let things fester you have to remember that handle it within the same day not necessarily in the same hour because again I understand how that works but at least in the same day things need to be handled hashed out and talked about yeah I'm a very big um I don't know the word that I'm looking for thinker you, you are yeah thinker. I am a very big thinker, thinker but what I mean is you're you're you let shit broad like I don't even know how to explain it. like you just let shit 
And no, like, so I just I overthink. So it's not necessarily the original okay. topic. Overthinking. It's just in my head not. we've gone like it's been weeks already. Okay, different things have already happened. Right. I've and then gone by through that time, all the you scenarios shut down exactly. because you think you know how everything's going to turn out, and no way in your head is this going to go the right way because you've thought of every bad thing that could possibly go wrong, which it could, but you'll never know because in your head, fuck it, it already happened. I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to put myself through that because I already figured it out. Shit, am I going to put myself in this situation for? No, ma'am. Thank you, Sam. Bye-bye. Like, that's how it's going to end up. <laughs> also, on the other end, I think it's very important not to go to sleep upset. And I say that because... On one end, you could be the overthinker. You're already 50 million different scenarios in. Or on the other hand, you're the person who doesn't really understand what's wrong. Like, why are you shutting down? Why are you pulling away? And if you don't address that, they continue to do it. It's the same behavior. And so it's never rectified, but they don't know because you decided to shut down on them. Not just walk away from the moment. You decided to shut down and you never rediscussed it. So that will always be a crack in your foundation because you guys didn't take the time to talk about it. Right. Yeah. I remember it one time. <laughs> okay, and this is was like in the early stages, guys. So don't judge me. <laughs> I did go to bed with you I, I, once, mad, once, just once, just once. A one singular time, and I didn't like how it made me feel. It was that one time you went on a date with that rando. Like, guys, random. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I encourage relationships, but Tinder date random. And I was like, you don't know this man from Adam and Eve. He gonna eat you, and then what you gonna do? And I, I I'm one of those people where I'm very showy with my emotions like you can tell from my body language and we have been together long enough that I felt like she should have seen in my body language that I was uncomfortable with the situation I didn't care for it I didn't like it at all I, I just I just just no just all around hard no it was a fucked up situation I didn't care about it but I also did not say anything so I can't even really be mad at it because I didn't say anything and I went to bed fucking upset like I was I was seething <laughs> with anger and don't get me wrong I did ask her if it was okay I asked her the night that I made the date and, that's and I fair. asked her that's the day fair. that I went and so from my end while she's thinking that I should be able to read her body language I'm also very mental so if you said yes it's okay I it's my understanding that yes it's okay so we didn't really communicate in a way I communicated the way I communicate. She communicated the way she communicated. We did not make a communication style for the both of us to make sure that we conveyed and understood what the other person was feeling in that moment. We definitely learned from that. Right. And you know what? I, I, we say that to say that situation could have really went zero to a hundred. It could, we could really just not be together right now because of that one moment of miscommunication, because of that one moment of me not saying anything and her taking everything I said at face value. <laughs> like, it really could have just ended right then and there. And that brings us back to communication is key 
and you, you just have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with everyone involved. Like you just have to be <laughs> like, I don't want to see anybody hurt. I don't know any of you. I, I don't, I, I don't know if I will ever meet any of you, but I love all of you. Like I love all of my listeners. I love everyone because that's just me. And I don't want to see anybody relationship fail because they couldn't talk because they couldn't open up because they felt like they didn't have a voice or because they felt like their spouse would just downright shut them down. And nobody wants to feel like that. Like nobody wants to feel that way. And that's another cool thing about polyamory is that if what you don't find in one relationship, you can find that gratification in another. That's not a bad thing. That's actually (laughs) most times why people are polyamorous because don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. I will use me and Onyx right now. I love Onyx. I love this girl with my life, but there is just some things she cannot offer me, but that doesn't mean I love her any less. It doesn't mean that I don't value her just as much as I will value the other person that can give me what I want. And then vice versa with them, I don't like them any less because they can't give me what she can. It's all about finding that balance between the people that you're trying to bring into this. And and that's that's really the biggest thing. You guys have to find a balance with each other. You have to find what works for you in this life. I completely agree. Um, It's really important to find that balance between you and your partners, no matter what dynamic you have. If you have a hierarchy, do you not have a hierarchy? Whatever way you are practicing ethical non-monogamy, it's very important for you to find that balance time management, communication, honesty. You have to be able to put the work in. You have to want to put the work in for it to be successful. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You know, while, like we said, there is no manual. There, it, You can't crack open a book and say, this is how you do poly. It's different for everyone. There are just some general key, you know, characteristics that you see in every polyamory or non-monogamous relationship mainly the communication the honesty um the multiple partners you know things like that but each relationship is different so you are going to have to pave that way with your partners you have to want to talk to them if you can't talk to them why are you with them right and that's that's really the biggest thing guys like (laughs) i i keep saying this and i will continue to say this I just don't want to see you guys fail at this. Polyamory is, it's its a really hard lifestyle. Society doesn't actually make it easier. It is so hard to try to be yourself in this society today. You feel shunned, you feel broken off, and a lot of people aren't open and honest about it. And so you don't feel like you have somewhere to turn to. You feel like you don't have a support system. You feel like you're alone in this. When you're not, there's there's plenty of us out there. <laughs> I wish there was so much more of us, but there's plenty of us out there. It's just all about trying to bring us together, <laughs> I guess you could say. I, it's... 
it's a beautiful lifestyle. At the end of the day, I think it's very beautiful. I think it's healing for the soul. I feel like it gives you the chance to express and, and show that you can love more than one person. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't even put this into tears. I like, ooh, into tears. Ha <laughs> ha, because I can words. <laughs> what I meant to say is that I can't put this into words. That's just how strongly I feel about this, this life that we're living. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what more to say about it, y'all. Like, it's, if you are monogamous and you feel like you're in a shell and you feel like that, you know, you have feelings for other person, for other people and you don't want to cheat, maybe, possibly, I'm just saying, you could possibly be polyamorous. And it's about time you look yourself in the mirror and say, is monogamy really for me? It, it's time for you to be yourself and be honest to who you are. Don't you think so, Onyx? Yeah, I do. And I also want to mention, you can be polyamorous in a monogamous relationship. Meaning, you both have decided to close the dynamic you're not currently looking for other partners. It's just you two. And that's okay, too. That's not a bad thing. You guys have communicated. You have decided for your relationship, that's what's best. The big thing is that you guys have communicated that. Nobody right. assumed. Nobody presumed. Right. You know, you didn't make the decision for both of you. You guys decided together that maybe it's better for you guys to keep this dynamic closed. And I mean, while you're navigating the beginning of your relationship, maybe you do want to have it closed so you can figure out what works for you. What is your foundation? Do you guys need rules? Do you have general expectations? Like, how do you want to navigate polyamory? What is polyamory to you? And once you know that, maybe you'll be considering opening it up. Who knows? Right. And I just want to leave on this note. I just want to leave you guys with this. Ask yourself. And I, I mean, really ask yourself. You sit down with your partners, and I want you guys to look each other in the eyes and really ask, why are you in this lifestyle? Because you chose to be, like, you chose to live this life for a reason. It has to work, right? Because, like, this is what you want. This is what you need. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with needing and wanting as many people as possible around you to love you. Do not shame yourself for that. Do not shun yourself for that. It's a beautiful thing. And like I said, I just really want you guys to sit down and really hash it out and really figure out why, why you do this. Like, why are you in this? Why did you wake up one day, look yourself in the mirror and say, damn it, I want more people to love. <laughs> like really hash that out with yourself and your others. Because if you can't answer that, then what are you doing? You're wasting your time. There's no point to it. I think that's a good note for us to end on. I do want to remind everybody, please, please, please like and subscribe this podcast. Woo-hoo! You can definitely follow us on Instagram at Polyality. You know how to spell it by now. Come on. Go ahead and give us a follow. Um, We have amazing content coming for you. You don't want to miss out on that. So definitely subscribe Uh, to our podcast. And remember, it's a poly thing. It's a poly thing. Good night, love. Good night.